I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast the rules here at the dream factory are simple we can discuss as many film ideas as we like sent in by you the listener but only one can be taken through to the next stage where this week it will be the number one choice of entertainment on monkeypox isolation wards worldwide by autumn 2022 i'm joel a man who puts the ass in british ambassador to Booty. now just now john i would say three minutes before we recorded I googled the words, what's the sexiest sounding country? And I found a Reddit thread where people were having a debate on it six years ago. And they landed on Djibouti. It was that old Chad. <laughs> and across from me virtually, as just mentioned, is John, a man knee deep in bunting, pims and patriotism ahead of the Jubilee this weekend. John. Hello. Which of your um, handmade Prince Andrew masks will you be wearing first on Thursday? I, I mm, Right. Mm. Bunting's weird, isn't it? Just tiny little flags on a string. What's that all about? Bunting's really that? weird. And I would actually say... John, you're the least the man least like Prince Andrew that I know because you're actually a very sweaty boy, aren't you? Yeah, true. That is a good mm. point. Yeah, and I uh, and and all of the other things I'm unlike him as well. For the <laughs> no, record, no, no, no. yeah, for the record, for the record, for the record. <laughs> just, just oh, now you're sweating, aren't you? Now you're sweating. Yeah, you're sweating. Although, you got the control. Uh, you got the control of the edit. You can put no, in any other word that I've ever said there. Do you know what? I take it back. I also like Pizza Express, so we have. Well, we one don't know that he common. likes it. Oh, yeah, he was just there. Okay, fine. He was there. I've been in plenty of restaurants that I didn't like. It's true. It's true. Have I? No, wait. Have I? I don't think you've ever been to. A, is there a restaurant you wouldn't like? Huh. You're, you're, I've, no, you, I've not. I've not. I've not met a food I don't like. Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. I don't know if I, I don't know if I've ever had a bad time in a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, eaten... slow service or something. Oh, that that. As a man who likes to eat and likes to eat fast. Yeah. Sometimes I go out for a meal and I'll be. I'll be done in 35 minutes. Thoughts? Congratulations. It's quite rubbish, though, if that's your plan for the evening, and then your evening's over by 7.35. Yeah, but then you just go out and have some more fun. I don't know. Have another dinner. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Clever, clever. John, we're here to pitch films. We, we said let's do this pitching films bit quickly because the third act of Muscles Tom's submission is huge, and the tangent we're already on about sweat, Pizza Express, and restaurants we didn't like. It's got nothing to do with movies. So how about this one from Beck Hill? Friend of the show, excellent comedian, good egg. I'm going to put this out there, John. Great egg. Ooh. 
a Burford Brown. Wow. Of an egg, which I don't really know. I don't know. Sometimes I get Burford Browns or a Clarence Court. Yeah. But I don't know what the difference is between that and when I get the normal Valley ones. The yolk's a different colour. Yeah, they got it? a deeper. They got a deeper yolk. The yolk, it's all it's all in the yolk. That's where you're paying. The, the deeper the yolk, the yolk, the higher the cost. Yeah, how deep is your yolk? I really need to know. Exactly. Becca sent us this one. House of Gooch. Delightful. It is good. It is good, and it's the first time I've seen the word Gooch in quite a long time. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's quite a, it's quite a teenage word, isn't it? The Sunderland footballer Lyndon Gooch, of course, is a real man. Um, it is a very teenage word, and it made me think: if I had to go to the doctor with a Gooch issue, what would I say? Is it perineum? I think that that was the word that was coming to my head. I'm not going to say perineum, though, am I? What I say, the gooch. It's quite a fun idea, though, isn't it, to think about different parts of the body and how you describe them to your doctor. Does, does everyone know what we're talking how about? Would, what would you say? Yeah, they, they know what they're talking about. The no man's land between balls and arsehole. Yeah, I was just checking, just making sure that we're clear. Now, John, you've got a problem with your bum. What word are you using at the doctor's? Uh, I think I would say bum. I think I'm, I'm happy n- to I'm use not the saying word bottom. Bum. Bot- bottom yeah. is fucking... That's Downton Abbey nonsense. No one says bottom. I think yeah, I'd I say think bum. Bum's fine. I'd be, like, I'd be nervous. Arse. I'd be sat sweating. You'd be sat sweating anyway. You're not saying ass. You are not going in to see someone who's had seven years medical training and saying, Doctor, it's my ass. Booty. <laughs> I, I might say booty. The thing is, you said bottom sounds down to Abbey. I might say, I might say junk, trunk. Uh, I think bottom sounds more like childish. It's like saying a stomach, like going in for a oh, stomachache and saying more, tummy. You think bottom's more childish than bum? Um, Would you say ass? Know. Would you say it's my ass and do it in an American accent? Yeah. <laughs> It's the only word I'd say in an American. It's the only word I say in an American accent. And 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 what if specifically you had to specify the hole? What would you say? Because you're not saying bum hole, are you? Uh, yeah. Rectum. Would you say rectum? I think if I said if I went to a doctor about my backside, oh backside. Oh, very good. That's really good. That's really really good. Actually, that's a good option. I think then I would expect the doctor to turn to me and say, "Well, I, they'd just be looking at me the whole time." Uh, you'd well, and that will they say your hole. Yeah, that's it. it. I hole? think they'll go, is it the hole? And I'd say yes. They wouldn't, wouldn't say, is it the hole? They'd never say, is it the hole? You think, you think they're going to go, which area is it specifically? Who is your doctor? John, wait. check your doctor's credential. <laughs> what is the, what, what do you think would be like the most childish and embarrassing thing that, uh, like, way to describe a body part that a, an adult could say at a doctor's? Is it willy? I think if you said it's my willy, yeah. <laughs> I think that would be so embarrassing. Because penis is there. Um, <laughs> penis, I'm comfortable saying. It, like, I'm... I don't say rectum day to day. I don't say perineum more than once a week. Penis, I'm saying, well, first, every work meeting I've ever had. Yep. Well, um, I thought it was said at you. Well, I, I, no, no, no. I just don't know how to change my name on Zoom. <laughs> yeah, I did it as a joke at the start of the pandemic. And now Mr. Penis is on every Zoom meeting. No, penis, I'm comfortable saying. Doc, it's my penis. Yeah, yeah. And what? then he says, but you're Would here, you say te- and I'm also here about com- sore throat. <laughs> I'd also be pretty comfortable saying testicles. I'm not saying balls, am I? No, there's, <laughs> like you're right. Penis and testicles. There, there, there's such an obvious alternative there. Not so. Those are the such obvious yeah. answers that I just don't think a doctor's ever hearing any alternatives. But I do think when it comes to the bum slash backside slash, yeah, it's a minefield. It's a complete I think it's, minefield. That is probably the most difficult body part. Yeah, I'd say for many reasons. Mm. Well, anyway, um, thanks, have, Beck. Yeah. <laughs> Are we going to do a little bit? I think, do you know what? If anyone could embody a gooch, and I'm pretty sure... You're going to say it's Jared Leto? 
No. <laughs> Lady Gaga. I think I've seen her on stage in some Gooch-based outfits. Now, now my le- I could imagine if a woman was very anxious about going to the doctors, referring to their vagina as a Lady Gaga. <laughs> no, you couldn't. No, you couldn't. I, I can. I can. <laughs> well, you can't imagine. Let, let- hey, let us know, guys and gals listening, what words have you used at the doctors that you've immediately regretted? Oh, that would be good. If anyone's got a story, please, I would love that. It's Lady Gaga, it's Jared Leto. They're trying to make the gooch the sexiest part of the body. I was going to say, yeah, we're making fashion specifically designed for that <laughs> they invent a new pier- They invent a new piercing. Very nice. What about this one from f- another friend of the show, Stu? Cool Cummings, to avoid any further drama in the UK. We are in the gutter. We are in the gutter this week. <laughs> um, no, not that kind of Cummings. No. Uh, UK former political I'm in advisor, the gutter this week. <laughs> Dominic Cummings joins the UK bobsled team. Okay. The UK does have a bobsled team, I'm fairly confident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's so how bobsled is like four people, right? Uh I think you can have a one man bob, a two man bob, four man bob. How many bobs there's could like, a bobsled bob give a bobsled could bob? I, th- I think I think they, they stopped it recently, but I think there used to be a twenty man bob. They're <laughs> <laughs> really difficult to corner. I'm just, it was like the bend it's like a bendy bus. I'm just throwing it out there, right? Obviously, it takes like an, an insane amount of skill. Don't say it. Don't say it. What you think? You think it's a piece of piss, don't you? No, no, no. I don't think. Yes, it's a piece you of piss. do. I'm you just saying. You get a gold medal. If there's three of you in there, which I swear theoretically, there's definitely in Cool Runnings, the team is more than two people, right? And yeah. so there's the person who pushes it. Oh no, they all run at the beginning, don't they? Yeah. Oh, I you think there's three I of thought... them in it, and one of them just, <laughs> just... Like, heaving behind while they're just sat there lazily. <laughs> Yeah, and they're just waiting. They sort of just turn. That's what I thought. And I was like, what is the point of the people in the middle? They just sit there and turn. But no, they all run at the beginning. I take it back. I'm sorry. Yeah. I take it back. I disrespected your sport based on a Would you rather do, at the Winter Olympics, would you rather do the luge or the skeleton? I had this conversation recently. I think luge is, head, is feet first, skeleton's head first. Luge, surely. Yeah, luge, I think, is the right answer. Everyone, I had a conversation with four or five people about this. They all said skeleton. Because you can see what's coming. No, luge. No, definitely luge. Yeah. Head, it's like head going down first. a flume. Head first is mad. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Those people that you had that argument with, you should have said, anytime you get on a water slide, are you saying, I'd rather go head first because it's safer? No, no. Like pe- People uh, only do that to be more dangerous. There's nothing you do in life where you go head first, is there? No way. The head, you've got to look after the head. Yeah, I've always, absolutely. I've always said that. Okay, yeah, cool so- coming. So Dominic Cummings... Um, He's out of work. He's been ostracised by government. He goes to compete at the Winter Olympics. He's got the air of someone that went on a lot of school trips as a kid, a ski trips as a kid. Oh, almost certainly. So winter sport, he's pretty comfortable in a winter sport environment. Hot take here. He's an incredibly divisive man, and I'm not sure that we can win the audience round to him by the end of you're, the film. You're saying it's not really an Eddie Eagle situation? <laughs> no, I don't think by the end of it you're like, come yeah. on, mate. <laughs> what is the Dominic Cummings redemption arc? I think it's Strictly Come Dancing. Come spelt C U M. He takes it over. Like Winnicom did it, right? I, I think yeah, I think yes. um I think Dominic Cummins, you heard it here first, put some money on it. Dominic Cummins will be on the next series of Strictly Come Dancing. Cause they and had, do you know what, John? Um, I'd I'd watch it for the first time in my life. I'd be all over it. Because they had um what's his on the on the mask the American mask, they had uh, Trump's former lawyer. Yes. Yeah, uh Sean Spicer. Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani. I thought it was Rudy Giuliani. No. I'm sure it's Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani is not on Dancing with the Stars. He can barely 
No, sure, the Masked Singer. Would he do? Oh, I thought you said Dancing with the Stars. So I know that Sean Spicer did Dancing with the Stars. This is where we're getting confused. Yeah, and Carol Baskin, so similar. Rudy Giuliani did The Masked Singer. Yeah, and like apparently Ken Jeong and the guy who did Blur. Oh, they walked out. They walked out. Robin Thicke. Yeah, Thicke. I'm I'm amazed he's... uh, After that sort of moment, I'm surprised Robin Thicke's back in any sort of limelight. Fair play to the guy, I think, right? Maybe not, no. I don't know. No, not fair play to the guy. guy. I'm just surprised. No comment on on what I think about him. I'm just surprised. Is that good? Is that is that non-committal enough? Please don't. I would me. say it's I would say it's pretty surprising that he's on the Masked Singer. Yeah, Thick and Giuliani. Uh, do you know what? Here what we a go. show! I could imagine Robin Thick on the Masked Singer as one of the contestants. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that he's one of the judges. So maybe it's Dominic Cummings. Maybe Dominic Cummings is the Masked Singer. And yeah, I could see that. What would his song be? Raindrops keep falling on my head. No, no, it's got to be something that's like a dig at the government. Oh. It's like Leave by Jojo or something like that. That's quite good. That'd be good, wouldn't it? And it's a banger. It is a banger. You're already warming to him. Oh, and then he's And then next year, he's our Eurovision entry. <laughs> the man who helped orchestrate Brexit is our Eurovision entry. That is like 4D chess, that is. That's that actually... Do you know what? If I was his PR team, I'd be I'd be calling up Eurovision. That's not a bad idea. So there we go. Good fun. Hey, John, what about this one from Jake? Free guy, but it's Guy Fieti. So I guess Fieti guy. No, Fieri. Guy Fieri. It's pronounced Fieti. Is it actually? You don't know. Oh, you have made an enemy of that wow. man. Wow. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's I a thought big, I was going to get. I thought thing. I was going to get cancelled for the Robin Thicke thing no earlier. No way. It's this. the Fieti thing. He's Guy Fieti. Apparently, he's a real stickler for it as well. Um, oh, I know because bad. you know Hot Ones, where they eat the hot wings. Yeah, he did it, and Sean, the excellent host of Hot Ones, calls him Guy Fieti in the intro, and Guy Fieti's delighted about it. Well, of course so he would, because like, that you got guy, the name right. The hot that Hot Ones guy seems to do about fourteen months of research before every. It's guest crazy. Ever. It's crazy to then he just gets... watch them not answer the questions because the food's too spicy. He gets like a doctorate in every single one of his guests. It's he's amazing. I think he's like one of the best interviewers on the planet. There's, I've not watched a lot of hot ones, but the weird thing is on my YouTube that appears a lot and I do watch them is it's just as a compilation of people being impressed by his questions. <laughs> and I watch them and it's just people going, that's a really good question. How did you know that? <laughs> you should have, like um, Nardwa. I like yeah, exactly. compilations of Nardwa, yeah. Um, do your research, kids. And maybe one day John will watch a compilation, not of you doing interviews, but of people being impressed by you asking questions. Yeah. Um, um, oh, so I, I cannot apologise more. I've never. So I know that he's the drivers and dining's man. Yeah, I right? feel like he has little to no cultural footprint in the UK. Yeah. Like he also he looks down like a the member street, of Smash Mouth. Exactly. If he walked down the street in any town centre in the UK, people would think he was just like a. A, Member um, of Smash Mouth? No, just a pop punk fan, just an aging <laughs> pop punk fan. And I would say, like, yeah. every town's probably still got one. You know how there's like a forty odd year old goth in every town? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every town's got someone that wears long shorts, like a flaming shirt, and has spiky hair that's a bit too old. That's all you think that guy, uh, guy Fifty, was. But in America, he's the most famous man in America. He's the, America's so, richest man. So correct me if I'm wrong, because I've sort of been wrong about everything in this episode so far mm, mm, mm. um it's like man versus food without the food challenge at the end right he goes to yeah cool weird american food establishments around sort of the country drivers dives and dine-ins and yeah. doorbells and dashing and dreams and uh dogs. denial 
denial. And drag queens and drag racing and getting drenched by the rain and Domestos. So Free Guy is about Ryan Reynolds doesn't realize... Well, he he's a character... He's a non-playable character in a video game. Have you seen basically it? basically becomes... I watched like the first half of it once. Oh, uh, that's like no it. disrespect to the film. I, I, I intend to finish it at some point. I just uh, when? have a child. <laughs> don't, uh, hold, yeah, don't hold me to that. When? By next week? I don't week. know. All right, when fine, are you going to watch it? it? I don't know, Joel. Leave me alone. It's not Marvel or Star Wars, so I struggle to finish anything that's not those it's got enough refer- It's got enough fucking references to Marvel well, and Star Wars. I see. Though, yeah, good point. Um, um, I watched it. I thought it was fine. Actually, yeah? I, think, hmm, I think I might have hated it. I can't really remember. <laughs> Taika Wahiti's performance is her- horrific. Absolutely horrific. It's so Ta- weird, and it's you would not know that man has a background in comedy. Watching if if you were exposed to Free Guy as the only Taika content you'd ever consumed, you would think he was maybe the world's least funny man. And it was like some sort of weird cameo from a sort of strange, serious drama actor who'd come in deciding he could do comedy. It's so it's like the least funny performance. So the best Taika performances I can think of is Korg and his character in What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah. Which are both sort of lovable, idiot, man-child mm. vibes. So I wonder if that's sort of his best area. Yeah. Because he plays an arsehole in Free Guy, and maybe he's just not good at yeah. doing that. Well, I mean, he's played Hitler. Yeah, but he who, played I, Hitler. I'm going to say, Hitler John, John a... I'm going to say, you might not agree. <laughs> I'm going to say, After my opinion, history, so history's, his history's biggest arsehole. Yeah. It's just yeah, interesting, I'm... John, that you think... That all I'm going to state the facts no, here, no, no, you no. said that Taika Waititi's never played an arsehole before despite the fact that on IMDB he'll be he listed as having you know he's played Hitler <laughs> okay, the problem fine. is I, and I quote the problem with free guy is Joel <laughs> Taika Waititi's got zero experience playing an arsehole <laughs> and I I, I, look, I, I personally look, I don't I hate to speak for everyone I personally <laughs> have Hitler down as an arsehole that's just me that's just me uh... Nobody ever you know, listened to this episode. I'm part, of the liberal wo- I'm part of the liberal wokerati over here, but I oh. have always thought and maintain that Hitler's a bit of an arsehole. How long are you going to do this for, Joe? Are you going to leave me alone uh, now? Uh, maybe 15 minutes. But you'll, you'll have cut it all out. But just know, <laughs> listener, that I did that for an hour while, while, while John's child cried in the background. Uh, uh, no, that's good fun. Taika Wahiti uh, is bad in it, but Guy Fieti would be great in it. He look, but, Guy Fieti looks like a character you would design if you were playing like a Saints Row video game or something. What are good food video games? Like, what food video game could it be stuck in? Uh, What's I that one where it's like a cooperative game and you're cooking, you're making? Oh, meals? Overcooked. He could be. Uh, he could be. Oh, I love it if he was an Overcooked. I love Overcooked. It's so much fun. Maybe that's what it, he he becomes a sentient, non-playable character in. Perfect. In Overcooked. Well done, John. You really you really rode this back. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. 
And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Have you got one for me? Yeah, let's do one quickly before, because we all need to get on with our lives. Uh, I'm, making, I'm making no promises here. Suicide Squid from Josh. Squid kills itself at the end. Right, should we do our own ideas? <laughs> no, we need to do we need to do bloody chapter three of Do we do chapter three before our own ideas? How do I we, forget this every time? You do forget it every time. Because this is one of the ideas from the listener, so it comes before our ideas. Mm, mm, mm. Less an idea and more fully realised Yeah, true. Treatment. Okay. Uh, so for those who haven't been listening back, I'll only say this quickly because you should just listen to the last two episodes first, I'd mm-hmm. say. Normally, I'd say start with the latest episode, but maybe listen to those two first. So uh, a listener, a wonderful listener called Muscles Tom. Um, he's called Muscles Tom because he lives in Wales and he farms muscles. Oh, sorry. <laughs> he farms muscles. Oh, which is when I imagine him, he's a bodybuilder. He sends us incredibly long ideas, usually based around furniture. And this one is called The Tables Have Turned. But we are in Act 3 and we've yet to see any <laughs> furniture, I'd say. Maybe some chairs. There's been furniture around. They've been on a plane. They've been on a train. But the furniture's not played a key no. role. You know, like previous ones where it's like the entire premise was based around a door or a mirror. Yeah. But the word table is in the title. So yeah. we will wait and see. Okay. Act three. Our hero climbs on board the helicopter. Are you okay? The pilot asks. Yeah, I'm fine. Just fly. The chef says. <laughs> Suddenly there's a loud beeping sound. Are we still and- maintaining this guy's a chef? I thought he calls him our hero. Mm. Suddenly there's a loud bleeping sound and a flashing emergency red light appears all over the control panel. What is it? The chef asks. Christ, we're losing fuel. We've got to land this thing now. Look over there. Chef points to a cruiser liner. Oh, another (laughs) another piece of transport you'll be pleased to hear. (laughs) Steaming along the Pacific Ocean. Get us over to that ship, he shouts. Suddenly the helicopter loses power and the blades stop turning. We're going to crash, the pilot cries in fear. Our hero quickly grabs a parachute. Thanks for the ride, he shouts as he jumps out the helicopter. Falling through the sky, he just manages to set off the parachute in time and lands with a thump on top of the cruise liner. Nice. He gets a grip and releases his parachute. With no time to catch his breath, he looks out to sea and sees the helicopter crash into a fiery explosion on the ocean surface. Not sure about the physics of of, of Mm. that. A small tear forms like a blob of mercury in our hero's eyes. So long, my friend, he whispers. For, he killed someone that he allegedly loved in the previous act, but it's the, pi- the the helicopter pilot that gets the tears. Maybe it's all, it's the cumulative effect of how many lives he's... That's what it is. You know, it's, it's finally coming together. How many lives have been lost, yeah. He rolls down the side of the ship and onto a balcony. Peering through the window, he sees a beautiful young woman getting out of the shower. He bursts <laughs> through the window. Sorry to interrupt, but this is an emergency, he states. The voluptuous woman... This is starting to turn into my dad wrote a porno. It has. The voluptuous woman reaches for a towel. Who are you? Are you going to hurt me? She asks. No, our hero states with a smile. I'm here to help. (laughs) She she throws her arms around him with relief. 
Thank goodness, she shouts. How about a little drink then? Perhaps we could get to know each other a little better, she says. Is she just naked at this point? I I think she got a towel. Lusciously. Did she get the towel? I don't know. Okay, she got the towel first. I just can't imagine. I can't imagine offering a drink while completely naked. Yeah, I'm going to imagine she's betoweled. Okay. Sure, he says. Tell me, she asks as he drops ice cubes into his whiskey. Have you ever been in love? (laughs) (laughs) I was once. (laughs) I hear admits, but it's over now. (laughs) (laughs) I have to say, she confesses. I didn't expect such a charming and rugged young man to come crashing through my door. She hands him a drink, but I'm glad you did. She can barely keep herself together. The attraction is so strong. Her heart is pounding, her blood running through her body like a deer in the woods. What is it? She asks. I couldn't help but notice when I was coming aboard the name of this vessel, the Nostradamus. So? She inquires. Don't you know the Nostradamus belongs to the most evil man in the world? (laughs) Grabuga. Grabuga? It's like Grabruga. G-R-A-B-R-U-G-R. E-R, sorry. Grabuga. Grabuga. Grabuga, yeah, Grabuga. Grabuga. If I'm right, he's aboard this ship and he is planning a mass nuclear strike on the world. Oh, no. I have to stop him. A mass nuclear strike on the world. (laughs) I guess that's mutually assured destruction, but just just from one source. Suddenly a bazooka is fired at their door and it explodes open. (laughs) Terrorists burst into the room, firing their guns in the air. Get on the fucking floor, they shout. Wait, our hero shouts as he grabs a woman and holds her in front of him. You wouldn't shoot a beautiful young woman, would you? (laughs) Oh, for God's sake. The terrorists stop momentarily. They're going to shoot her. They're going to shoot her. (laughs) They just bazooka the door down. How did you guess? (laughs) Suddenly, bullets begin bursting out of the woman's chest and hit both of the bad guys. They didn't shoot her. He shot her. He shot through her. Well, let me read that. Suddenly, bullets begin bursting out of the women's chest and hit both of the bad guys. Oh, my this, God. This Tom, guy is not a hero. Tom, I am going to speak. I don't know who the authorities I need to contact are, but this is horrific. <laughs> the chef, he's still the chef. The chef yep. had cleverly held a gun behind the woman's back and shot through to, oh, to gain the upper hand. That is horrendous. There's nothing clever about that, Tom. <laughs> uh, what, what a clever man. <laughs> But no sooner can he pat himself on the back before more terrorists storm the room. Kill him, they shout. But before they get a chance to pull the trigger on their guns, the terrorists' eyes fill up with resignation as they realise our hero has fired a single bullet into flammable containers stored above their heads. He jumps mm, out of the window. Every room has one. <laughs> he jumps out of the window as the roof of the ship explodes. As he's falling, he grabs the hold of a rail and swings back onto the ship. I need to find the kitchen, he thinks. <laughs> Make some fucking soup. We can only hope. <laughs> he's definitely making soup. If we know anything about this guy, and we don't really, it's that he's always <laughs> making the soup. He starts running down the ship's corridor when he bumps into three goons with guns. That's a nice sentence. Reacting quickly, he pulls a harpoon gun off the wall and fires an arrow through all three at once. That was a close one, he admits. Eventually, he finds the kitchen and starts to get to work. What are you doing? The cleaner says to him. Grabuga's on board. What? The evil man? Yes, the chef continues. If we don't do something, he's going to start World War Three. What have you got in mind? Quizzes the cleaner. It's his birthday today, the chef reveals. What? How did he gonna... land on his boat on his birthday? That's so lucky. He's going to make him a delicious birthday soup. <laughs> he'll be in the main dining hall now celebrating. I'm going to give him a birthday surprise he'll never forget. We see our hero... Put a a stick birthday di- surprise. <laughs> 
<laughs> we see our hero put a stick of dynamite into the wonderfully crafted three-tier sponge cake. A cheeky smile forms across his face. The camera pans down from the chandelier to reveal a big party taking place in the main dining hall. Grabuga is dancing the night away before he returns to his seat to drink another cocktail. What a great party, he thinks. So this is like an outline for a film or like it's a script or it's like, but mm. I don't, because you can't say what people are thinking in a film script. <laughs> I did think that. I did wonder. Yeah, I know. Grabuga. You can just tell the- by the look on his face. Well, okay, yeah, fine. Grabuga, one of his henchmen, shouts, here are the nuclear launch clothes you requested for those missiles. Great, he says. Tomorrow <laughs> I will unleash a storm of fire on the world, and when the dust is settled, I will be the most powerful man in the world. He lets out an evil laugh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Was that evil enough? Yeah. That was bad. good. Hello, what's this? He inquires as he sees Chef coming towards him with a large sponge cake on a silver tray. The chef stops at Grabuga's table. Happy birthday to you, sir. He says as he secretly lights a fuse, here's a special gift for your special day. Thanks so much, Grabuga says. It looks delicious. Our hero starts walking away rather quickly. Wait, Grabuga shouts. He puts his hand into the cake and pulls out the stick of dynamite and uses the fuse to light his cigar. Uh-oh. Oh, he's a <laughs> He chuckles. Did you really think I was going to fall for that one? He says as he throws the TNT it's out the window. It's such a classic trick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like there's that, those stories in history about how many times they've tried to assassinate fidel castro yeah yeah, yeah. they never tried the dynamite in the birthday cake they never tried dynamite in a three-tier sponge cake aboard a cruise liner he throws the tnt out the window and explodes in the air outside killing a flock of innocent birds you expected that to kill me didn't you he says with a smug look on his face no our hero says as he lifts up his bazooka but i expect this to (laughs) grabuga's face widens with the shock of his life as the missiles hurtle towards him Ah! He screams as the rocket blows him into pieces. Happy birthday, quips our hero. There's still a page and a half, just to warn you. Suddenly, red lights start flashing <laughs> along with the emergency sound coming through the tannoy as the captain cries out, Abandon ship! Abandon ship! She's going to explode! Time to get off this boat, our hero thinks. He spots a speedboat outside the window. But just as he's about to jump for safety, someone grabs his foot. It's Grabuga! He's alive! (laughs) Half of his face is missing and one of his eyes is hanging by his cheek. He looks grotesque. Grabuga pulls out a knife and holds it to the chef's face. I'm going to cut you like a cake, he threatens. He pushes the chef to the floor and lifts the knife in the air, ready to strike down through the heart of our hero. Just as our hero is staring death in the face, he spots a three, <laughs> three-ton anchor hanging above Krabuga's head. <laughs> he pulls off his chef, chef's hat and grabs his gun. He's had a is chef it, hat on the entire time. And he's, he pulls off his or, chef, is, or does he find a new chef hat in every location? <laughs> I don't know, but he pulls off his chef's hat and grabs his gun. He doesn't say and reveals the gun, but I assume that's what's happening, right? It's, the gun's underneath the chef hat, yeah. yeah. Hey, Grabuga, he says, pointing the gun at him. Anchors away. That's good. No, that is good. That is I'm good. happy with that. And he shoots the anchor down from the ceiling. It lands right on top of Grabuga and splats him like a fish being squashed under a boot. A famous saying we all know. His <laughs> guts spill all over the floor. This time he's dead for good. He didn't see that coming. Our hero jokes <laughs> as he jumps off the ship and lands onto a speedboat. He motors away at speed as the whole ship explodes behind him into a massive cloud of fire and smoke. After a while, our hero arrives offshore and climbs out of the boat and onto the dock. Suddenly, he's greeted by the city's mayor. (laughs) He looks up to see hundreds of people clapping and cheering in delight. People are opening their windows and rejoicing. Kids come running out of the schools cheering. Cars and buses stop in the street and start honking their horns to celebrate. My dear boy, 
the mayor says. We've heard what you have done, defeating the evil Grabuga and saving us all. He shakes the hero's hand and places a medal of honour around his neck. The crowd erupts in applause, throwing their hats in the air as they all cheer. Yep, 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 yep. The world is safe again, thanks to you, the mayor says. Doves are released into the wild. Balloons less into the air and fireworks begin to fill the sky. The world is in joyful celebration. Our hero begins to walk away into the sunset. Hey, wait, the mayor shouts. What will you do now? <laughs> Our hero turns to the audience and breaks a fourth wall. I'm going to bed. <laughs> uh, oh, that's great. Is that, the oh, furni- I- is, that, is that the furniture reference we were I waiting like, for? Yeah, I would like it if all films just finished with someone turning to camera and saying, I'm going to bed. <laughs> oh, well, thank you, Muscles Tom. Um, You're a hero, Muscles Tom. We always appreciate your, your incredibly long uh, contributions to the show. Uh, well, what I also really respect, respect about Muscles Tom is that when he sends these things in regularly on the podcast, we'll say, how does he find the time? What's his situation like? Uh, you know, we're, we're begging for details on where he writes them, when he writes them, while he's farming for mussels. He refuses to answer any of those. A true creator then, doesn't yeah, want to share. No. And then a few months later, he'll just drop another masterpiece into the inbox. So good luck to him. It's pretty incredible, actually. Hey, John, would you like an idea for me? Go on, then. Here's one from me. Lock, stock and two smoking salmons. Lovely. That's it. What's yours? <laughs> Ge- All right, fine. Well, I'll no, do the on. same as you. It's no, geezers, just... it's ge- no, it's geezers in Waitrose. I don't know. Mm, very nice. Obi-Wan Tree Hill. Oh, that's good. Teen like drama a... based on Tatooine. Yeah, that's really good. I think that could... I I know that they've announced that there's some sort of like, basically a Stranger Things in the Star Wars world happening. So a teen drama's not far off. Is that really the thing? Yeah, I can't think what it's called right now, but it's directed. It's going to be done by John Watts, who did um, Spider Man. Well, the, the three recent Spider Men, and it's yeah, it's described. It stars Jude Law. Well, I'd imagine he's going to be the baddie. He's got that sort of British mm-hmm, sort of empire mm-hmm. vibe, hasn't he? Uh, yeah, and it's about some kids on the run, basically. And that's cool. I'd imagine one of them at least has got the Force powers, and yeah, so it's yeah, basically Stranger Things in Star Wars world. Nice. So yeah, teen drama. I think I think Star. I think that's next in, for the Star Wars universe. Because, like, Marvel have sort of, brand, you know, they're, they're sort of an easy comparison to make, like, the Star Wars stuff and mm. the, the MCU stuff. And the MCU stuff has done a lot more genre stuff. They've gone, it's a superhero movie, but it's a comedy. It's a superhero movie, but yeah. it's like a spy thriller. Star Wars hasn't, it's all sort of still yeah, yeah, vaguely yeah. Action space fantasy. Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. So they need to, I think they need to start leaning into some genre stuff. Yeah, 100%. Okay. There we go. Uh, what's your favourite, Joel? I think my favourite. I was quite into House of Gooch. Yep. Mainly because it led to a lot of talk about bums. And any excuse. Any excuse, I'm there. How about you? You going to go for the same? Yeah, for the sake of us. For the the sake of ending this episode now, I agree. Okay, let's end it. Well done, John. Thank you, mate. I thought you did some really good podcast stuff. As I was saying to John before we recorded, I'm the most tired I've been in forever. And then John quickly reminded me he has a child and he only he knows true exhaustion. It's not what happened. <laughs> I, wanted, I went you to tell him my story. You said only I know true exhaustion. <laughs> I went to tell him my story about being tired because I'd been to a stag do yesterday. But as I started speaking, he went, oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> we get it. Yawn. Um, this weekend, I'm I'm coming to your little baby's birthday. Oh yeah, one year old. It, I I think I don't think a live 
edition of Dream Factory is what Remy wants, but you've insisted we do it, so absolutely, we'll yeah. Bring the microphones. <laughs> Let's do it. Everyone at the party, the, shut up! Everyone, shut front, up! We're doing a in front podcast. of all the family. Oh well, what I'll do is I'll go around with like a, a post box beforehand and get them to put their ideas in for films, and then yeah, we'll just do it. I imagine just after, shortly after everyone's eaten. Lovely stuff. A little, little uh, after dinner toast. <laughs> hey, let us know if you'd ever like to see. We did Dream Factory live a few times. It was really fun. If, I don't think we've done Dream Factory live, have we? Oh, okay. I think we've done previous iterations of podcasts between me and you, but I don't think we've ever done Dream Factory live. Oh, well, if that's something you'd like to see, text John on 07. No, email the show. What's the email? Dreamfactorypodcast at gmail.com? Dreamfactorypod at gmail.com. Clever, clever. Keep it short, clever. Or give us a tweet. Thank you very much. Have you got anything else you'd like to say, John? Have a lovely week and be nice to each other. Okay, I will. I'm going to go for a nap in the next two minutes. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then you'll be the best listener.